You're listening to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast with your host, Nick Chouquette. Today's show features another amazing entrepreneur who has found success online. Now, let's learn what it takes to be a million-dollar seller. All right. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Chouquette. Today, we have a longtime member, uh, Reed, on the show today. Reed, I'm super excited uh, to welcome you on the show and happy uh, that you you made some time for us, man. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing doing great. I'm doing awesome, actually. And uh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm really I'm really honored to be here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Why don't you uh, let the audience know uh, where you're at, man? Sure, sure. Well, uh, I in life I'm I'm out of Canada, Eastern Canada, and I live on uh, a beautiful farm uh, uh, that. Um, uh, I was able to, uh, purchase through my Amazon business. So, nice. you know, Amazon can, uh, uh, it does things for people and, uh, in a big way. And, and so that's, that is, uh, uh, something that as far as I'm concerned, anyone can do it. Uh, but as always there, there's stumbling blocks. So hopefully we can work through some of that, uh, uh, as we're talking here and, uh, help people out. Yeah, man, I really like what you you mentioned about, you know, Amazon being able to put you in a position where you could buy something like that. Um, I could definitely relate to that. Like, I really feel like success on Amazon kind of allowed me to really go after the things I'm passionate about in life, spend more time with my family and my wife. Um, is Is having a farm something you've kind of always wanted to do? Is that something you've been involved in for a while? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I guess if I go into a little bit of a backstory about myself, if I had to describe myself, I, I'd say that I, I'm a pretty serious nature lover, lover. Um, uh, and, but by, by love of nature, it's really kind of unconventional. I actually went to school for environmental reclamation. Uh, and so reclamation, it's the process of, of cleaning up after land or water has been damaged in some way. And usually this had to do with any number of sort of oil field accidents. So I, I'd be required to go out and, and clean up an oil spill or, or I'd need to test water to make sure that activity in the area, it, it didn't pollute the water body. And, and so while I was doing this, this schooling, I had an epiphany. Uh, um, while I was cleaning it, you know, I, I asked myself, I was like, why am I cleaning up issues like this? And why not just stop the issues before they ever happen? And it, it was really for me, it was one of those light bulb moments that you see in cartoons. And so right then and there, I decided that that stopping an issue before it ever happened trumped cleaning the damn issue up uh, after it already uh, had done the damage, right? So in, in order to accomplish this, I, I, I made a pretty uh, serious career transition. And so my, my first business pursuit after uh, school was as a quality management system specialist for some of the largest companies in the world. So for over 25 years, companies like ConocoPhillips and Husky Energy or Synovus Energy, they, they'd hire me to both develop and enforce their operational business processes in regards to develop quality management system or QMS. And while uh, 
you know, creating processes sounds like a boring task. It was actually a, a pretty serious business. Uh, you know, I, I was tasked with some uh, uh, investigations, uh, uh, and these were uh, of serious and, and deadly industry failures. Uh, and in the end, all of these catastrophes, they could they could be tracked to one thing. They all failed to follow standard operating procedures, or, or SOPs for short. Uh, um, you know, actually, that isn't completely true. Sometimes the procedures, they, they weren't developed correctly. And they they lacked a checklist or something for for some critical operation involved with the task, and and so coming back to what you were saying, it's from this background that that I was also tasked with auditing and and enforcing compliance from from the subcontractors involved in any of the hundreds of projects going on at any one time within these businesses. So basically, when you have that much going on, the rules have to be followed, and then the only way to be sure that happened was through extreme systemization and and using that systemization potentially stopped so many environmental disasters i was able to stand up for the ecosystem right at the source and uh for me personally it was a real source of pride that no environmental issues came up during my 25 year tenure wow uh, and um and so i transitioned uh from that career in 2014 uh, into our newest endeavor, mostly because of the oil fields uh, um, uh, sort of cratered. Uh, I was in Alberta. Um, and, and so uh, I went into a new endeavor, which is uh, a systems framework for Amazon and e-commerce seller. And I had lots of expertise in management systems, so I decided to apply it to e-commerce. Um, and, and to do that, we spent over $100,000 uh, building out this framework. And after countless refinements and stuff. Our company came out the other side of that development tunnel with what I feel is a world-class systems framework. Um, it meant developing along the way 17 software solutions while working with over 100 of the largest brands, uh, brand management agencies, and brand aggregators in the industry. And, and this allowed us to build out a way to test and update SOPs as the app the uh, Amazon platform changed because it, it changes all the time. And so uh, if you have a system, you need to keep up with that. Um, and so these procedures, they, they've allowed me to systemize our business. And, and really, they're the foundation of, of our business operations. And, and, and we're now able to, to delegate all of the mundane and repetitive tasks to virtual talent. And, and we do that with a minimum expenditure of time. Uh, and mistakes and and ultimately money, right? Because when you're doing these systems, it's hard to uh, judge your ROI uh, on these um, unless you have some really solid KPIs going back to to that uh, extreme systemization. So, you know, if you can measure that, you'll find almost every single time that that your uh, um, by by not making mistakes, your your virtual talent, your your in-house staff not making mistakes, you ultimately save money uh, and make your business more profitable. Uh, and and so you know we were talking about the farm, uh, and and we had gone through all this. And as a, as a tribute to my environmental background, I decided to call the systems framework the e-commerce operating system or the ecosystem for short. Nice. <laughs> 
That's yeah. very cool, man. That's uh, that's quite a journey. Um, I'm surprised you were doing that for 25 years. Because, uh, like, I mean, the, you must be doing something right on the farm, man. You look pretty young to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just my birthday. It was just my birthday. So I guess I'm one year older. Okay. Well, well yeah, man. Um, how, how did you get into Amazon? I mean, what what led you to uh to pivot in a direction that that Amazon was looking uh, appealing to you uh well you, you know so i i guess as a, as a, a high ranking oil field official uh, um and with my job uh, in particular i was i was out in the field a lot of the times and with the oil patch you know if you have a major project going on that you're in charge of you don't get to leave so i would spend sometimes up to like three months straight up in these oil field camps, uh, uh, trying to get these major uh, projects finalized. And so, you know, that's a lot of time to spend in a camp and, and you're, you're thinking that that's a lot of time away from your children too. I, I missed a lot of uh, my uh, daughter's formative years uh, um, just by being away all the time and it sucked. And, and so, you know, I came across uh, Amazon uh, in 2014, I think. Um, okay. and, and I just decided that at, at that point in time, I could see that the oil, oil patch was sort of on the way out. Uh, um, I knew personally that I needed to get out of, out of what was going on there. And honestly, after 25 years, it was probably time. So, you know, what better way to do it than to, uh, uh hit the next big thing because in 2014, I mean, my goodness, uh, Amazon was red hot. It was, yeah. you could do no wrong, basically, at that point in time. You know, you could you could uh, uh, fold paper airplanes and sell them on Amazon and still make a profit. I feel like I got in at 20, in 2015, man, and like sometimes I would make a mistake and it would like make me money. Like I would do, <laughs> I would do the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it was a great time. <laughs> but that's changed now, of course, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely got a lot tougher, man. And I think that's really where what you bring to the table really adds a lot of value because it allows you to be competitive and, and stay on that path uh, without being in the weeds all the time. Um, yeah, and that, you know, I, I certainly use a lot of processes in my business. I know I could use more, but um, I, I've, at least I'm to the point now where like, I still don't enjoy writing the processes, but I can, push myself through it because I know how powerful, uh, they are. Right. Like I kind of get excited in the middle of making one when I realize like, Hey, I won't have to do this again for a long time. And this is going to serve me well until this process changes, um, and needs to be updated. Um, you know, with that being said, why don't you tell the people a little bit about what an SOP system looks like in, in your opinion, as someone who has so much experience in this area? Sure, sure. Well, uh, uh, you know, like I said before, um, standard operating procedures or SOPs for short are processes and practices that they're going to set your organization apart from your competitors, really. And you'll hear out there, so you're going to hear system out there. Uh, um, there's a lot of courses where they'll call themselves a system. And, and really, this simply isn't true. Uh, unless there's documented steps that can be followed exactly multiple times, then it isn't actually a system. Uh, in its simplest form, a system consists of 
documentation from every part of your Amazon and e-commerce business. And this includes things like human resources, customer service, uh, updating your product listings. There's keyword research. Let's see, communicating with Amazon, of course, uh, managing inventory, uh, competitor research. There's just so much. And Amazon selling, you know, it's a complicated affair. And I think that the listeners have to realize that there's large brands and management companies out there that already have this all set up. They've got yeah. it tested and they're, they are dialed in, right? And a major issue um, uh, that I find some sellers have is that, that with in-house developed management systems, um, the SOPs, they, they can be mismanaged pretty easily, right? Even something as simple as, as ensuring that your organization is using the same version of every document can prove challenging. Uh, things change quickly on Amazon and, and you have to stay on top of, of systems updates for sure. Um, now, the best automated SOP systems solve these issues by applying uh, basically six fundamental industry standards. And the very best systems are, are constantly updating uh, the SOPs in real time. So if we talk about those six fundamental systems framework industry standards, uh, well, the first one is is that you need to have uh, um, defined systems onboarding process. So it, there's a bit of a, mis, uh, a misnomer between uh, um, onboarding and and um, uh, orientating. Right. So onboarding, it's ongoing. It's 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 happening all the time. Uh, it can last that onboarding can last throughout a staff member's lifetime with your company. Whereas orientation is that beginning, get them into the the culture, make sure they have all the tools they need to begin the work that they do. Uh, Human resources uh, really focus on uh, on that. But after that, you know, you have to make sure that your onboarding process is, is all set up so that when you hire people in, they can have as smooth an entry into it as possible. Because one of the biggest issues you and I both know is that you bring in a, especially virtually a virtual staff member and, and it takes them, they may know the job that they have to do, but they don't know the system. They don't know how to integrate into it to get the best out of it. And so that's why we say the first fundamental is a defined uh, systems onboarding process. Um, so the second fundamental is a naming convention across all departments. And, and the reason for this is, and it really, it goes into the other fundamentals as well. It's really your baseline. And if you don't have a naming convention that, that can go across all of your business from file names to image names to, uh, um, you know, things like that then how can you expect your staff members to come in uh, um, to know where to go, right? Because if you're using all different sorts of, of names for different things, and even let's say if you're in your images, you're using different naming conventions, it's hard. You, you get lost very easily. And if we're talking strictly about scaling as fast as you can, number two is, is just essential. It's completely essential. You have to have a naming convention. Um, so the third uh, fundamental is uh, issue identification and, and documenting process. So you need corrective action and you need, you need change management. And, and 
in the oil field industry, we call these uh, NCRs or non-conformances. And so if you're looking at a system, you have to have a way that if someone screws up, uh, there's an issue inside of your business, you need a mechanism inside of it to uh, document it, put it down, and then uh, um, at least so that people uh, know about it. After that, you work on your corrective action. And your corrective action is fixing it in your business. And once you've tweaked that in, you've tested that in, and you've dialed that in, then you move into change management. And change management could mean any sorts of things, right? You know, like replacing staff members, get rid of the one that that just can't seem to hold on to it. Uh, or you change your SOPs, right? Change your processes. Make sure that everyone has access to those change processes. Uh, and so, you know, number three is pretty important for a continuously advancing system. Uh, number four is statistical analysis and KPI tracking. We know why that's important. We want to know how much money we're making. We want to know what kind of progress we're making. And without those KPIs, it's difficult to do that. It's just, it's part of a system. It's ingrained into it. And it's a fundamental. Uh, let's see. Number five would be an integrated uh, project management uh, um, tool or, or just a, a system in general for your project management. Now, there's lots out there. Uh, there's Asana, Trello, uh, ClickUp. Um, now, there's an issue with those types of uh, um, uh, uh, project management tools. And one of them is that they're not necessarily specific to e-commerce. Uh, and secondly, they don't have SOPs already in there, right? They don't, they don't have the way to um, necessarily in an easy way, join your, your SOPs to the project management. Um, we personally got around this by uh, developing our own uh, task management software, which we call the ecosystem. And um, it, by being able to, to marry uh, the two, two pieces together, we've made a um, uh, uh, a great way to quickly uh, uh, get jobs going. And so that, that would be um, your fifth fundamental. And lastly, your sixth fundamental is an EDM system or your electronic document management system. And so if we look back at number two, uh, fundamental naming convention, you have to have that naming convention before you can have your electronic document management system. And you need this way to sort of uh, make sure that your documents, when they're updated, that everyone knows that it's updated because there's nothing worse than fixing a problem, uh, Nick, then you fix the problem, you update the process, and then the mistake happens again and you find out that they use an old revision or something. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, like it's like, oh man, we just went through all this and we still mess it up. And that, my friend, is why that is fundamental number six. Man, as I listen to that story and I, I think about, you know, your your passion, you love being on the farm, your previous experience and how you created this this ecosystem and how you blended your personal life with your work life. And I just I just love that, man, because I know a lot of people talk about work life balance. And I think that's important, especially, you know, I've got three kids, I've got a wife. Like I definitely want to balance all that stuff, but I I kind of get confused with that because I feel like as an entrepreneur, my work is an expression of my personal beliefs and values. And 
I feel like you've also figured out a way to kind of blend those worlds together in, in such a way that is probably satisfying for yourself, but also providing so much value uh, to other people. Um, I've seen your SOPs. Like I've been in there. Like I, they are the real deal. And if you can outsource and that whole system uh, to someone else, like that is, that is huge because like you said, they, they have to be updated. Amazon's changing all the time and sometimes in very significant ways overnight uh, that leads people to lose thousands of dollars in revenue in a few hours. Um, and, you know, it can take, it could if you know, like if I wanted to change a process on my own, man, like it could take anywhere from a day to a week for me to figure that out, uh, all on my own. And, you know, that obviously depends on a lot of different variables, but if someone can just come to read and say, Hey man, I, you know, I got this problem, you know, I'm sure you guys got a solution and, you know, you'll probably already have an answer for them, or maybe you've already even updated the SOP already. Um, and yeah, it's, it's great that you've created that ecosystem where people can also manage uh, the work being done because that was a huge hurdle for me where I, I learned about SOPs and I was like, wow, this is great. But an SOP doesn't necessarily get the work done on its own. And I had to identify what I came to call a, a workflow right? How do I take this template, this process and turn it into a workflow uh, that can get the desired result that we're looking for from this process and who's going to do that and how do I get it on their radar um, and how do I make sure that that constantly is happening? Uh, because at the end of the day, like I want to build my business as big as possible. That's how I think, that's how I like to operate, but I want to be involved as little as possible. And I've found that when I can accomplish that in the right way, my business does way better. You know, the more I can delegate and bring on the right people and have systems and processes and get out and I get out of the way, um, it satisfies me personally, but it also is usually the better thing uh, for the business. And I think that's really what, you know, that's, that's the fun stuff of SOPs. That's what people should get excited about uh, because it might seem conflicting to want to grow your business. I mean, I guess it kind of is to grow your business as big as possible and do as little as possible. It's probably a very foreign idea to a lot of people who are not entrepreneurs. And like, I know for me, man, like, you know, that was just like, before I learned about all this stuff, that was, I struggled with that. Like, you know, how do I accomplish this? How do I satisfy my big vision, my big goal, um, and just keep everything going the way that I want it to and still be a dad and, and, you know, go have lunch with my kids during school and, you know, take my wife out for date night when I want to and, and have the business still running or, you know, Hey, I got sick today and I can't come into work. Uh, you know, how am I going to handle this long laundry list of stuff that, you know, for whatever reason, I feel like I'm the only one that can do it. And I think that's the other great thing about SOPs is it allows you to get out of that, that mindset of I'm the only one that can do this because now I'm documenting what's going on up here and getting someone else into it. And that's the other thing that gets me really 
uh, excited about, about the SOPs and, and having that project management system. That was a huge hurdle for me. I use ClickUp. How do I get my processes into ClickUp in a way uh, that you know, the work can actually get done? And that is an ongoing process for me. Um, and I, you know, I've figured out some things, but I certainly have a long way uh, to go. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what that looks like inside of your system and, and who you really think your system, uh, is for? Sure. Sure. So, uh, you know, like I said, I, I called it the ecosystem, uh, but really the key is the ECOS at, at the beginning and, and ECOS, it stands for the e-commerce operating system. Um, and, and so, uh, um, it's the shortened version of the term ecosystem and it's a melding of, of really it's over two decades of experience into a format that, that it's immediately actionable. Uh, it's easy to implement and it's e-commerce focused. And so you can look at the ecosystem in a very real sense by imagining, let's imagine an apple tree in the middle of a wide open field. So without care and essential inputs, the tree will simply wither and die, right? And the ultimate goal in this scenario is to grow the apple tree into a strong and healthy producer of succulent and, and really perfectly ripened fruit. And, and so if you look at your tree as being your business, it starts to become apparent what is uh, most important uh, to the long term growth and viability inside of your ecosystem. And an apple tree that is well taken care of and fed correctly, it's going to consistently produce beautiful fruit for well over 50 years. Um, and, and so, you know, really what, what we're trying to do inside of this system framework is, is uh, um, give you the tools to, to plant, to grow, to prune, and to harvest your tree for years to come. Um, and so, you know, if we ask who, who is, is a system for, the best way to answer this question is to ask yourself really what your ultimate goals are for your brands, right? Uh, if you're looking to grow to uh, seven, eight figures and above, uh, then you need to, at minimum, start documenting what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, you, you can never be too small to get a system up and running. Uh, so in essence, if you are an Amazon seller who wants to win and gain, and gain you know, over your competition, then it's time to start now. It really mm -hmm. is. Um, another large contingent uh, of companies that, that use our particular system are, are brand management agencies and brand aggregators. Um, and so under the ecosystem, we have over 20 of the largest and most influential brand management agencies in the industry working with our SOPs. And, and so that, that's something that's coming up, right, uh, is you have these uh, brand aggregators or brand management agencies who they are the experts or a lot of them say they are, uh, but they have their way of doing things. But the, the advantage they have over uh, um, your listeners who, who may be just a single brand owner is, is that they have multiple companies they can be looking at and trying to pull out these issues uh, um, uh, before they happen. Right. And, and, 
if you have an issue in one company that, that you're looking after or you aggregated, then you can move that across your entire uh, uh, brand base before it becomes an issue elsewhere. So once again, you're looking at uh, basically the future of Amazon is that honestly, if you haven't started systemizing yet, you need to go out there and do that. Start with the fundamentals. It's an easy win is getting a naming convention. I mean, that that's such an easy thing to do, but it takes time. So yeah. you got it. You got to put a little bit of that time into it. Get started, get that flow started. Uh, because I'll tell you what, if you haven't uh, hired any staff members yet, or, or you've only hired uh, um, uh, contractors every once in a while. When you hire that first full-time person, virtual or, or in-house, you will immediately know, like the second they walk in that door, that, man, I wish I had a system because you'll be running around uh, trying to get things together when you really didn't need to. In essence, all you had to do was click a button. And if you had a template for that entire sort of, rollout of what they have to do and you could just assign them the name click the button and all of a sudden they're they're ready to go you've saved yourself a week you know two weeks worth of training work you know just sick them on that on that uh, uh um task template and and you're good to go yeah man and i think you know one thing i i look back on during my journey is i wish i would have started doing SOPs and documenting when I was like right off the gate, right from the beginning. Cause mm. when you start to grow, you've got more operational stuff. You got more things you need to document. So now, you know, you're a year into a seven figure business that exploded out of nowhere because of Amazon's Amazon. And now mm. you're like, Oh crap, I got to document this stuff. I need to, I need to template this and that's, you know, all this stuff. And well, you still got to keep the business going as well. So it can be kind of difficult to take that step back and say, you know what, for a week, I'm just going to do this SOP thing. And, you know, we're just going to let, you know, we might have to sacrifice some revenue for a week or some things might go wrong. And it, it's not a good position to be in, right, where you have to have those conflicting priorities. So if you're listening to this and you're you know, you're, you're been on the fence about SOPs, like, you know, either talk to read about what they have to offer, but at the very least, like start documenting, start writing stuff out. Reed gave a good tip about the naming convention. You know, at least you can start getting some organization going so that you just get the ball rolling on that process. Cause I tell you what, as soon as you see what an SOP can do in your business, you're going to want more of it. Um, right. You're going to get hooked on it, that delegation, that uh, outsourcing, like it's just such a good feeling uh, when it finally clicks. And it's funny saying that because I used to be one of those guys who thought that I had to do it all. Uh, hmm. Were you ever one of those guys, Reed? Like, did you ever feel that way in business? Uh, well, I, I was lucky enough to to uh, I mean, I want to say yes. But in essence, you know, I, for over 20 years, I was in, in the weeds of it. So I understood what delegation meant. I understood the, the um, why it was important. So uh, I have to say, ultimately, no, I was, I was, it was somewhat easy for me to delegate. But what, what funnily enough, is the SOPs themselves are something that I didn't want to delegate. So okay. when you get right to that system, you know, when, when that's what you do, 
that's the thing I didn't want to delegate because how do you, how do you trust someone with, with the really the roots of your company? If you take a look at the ecosystem, right? It, 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 the, the way we have it set up is, is that um, it's sort of, it, if you imagine it as, as the, um, the, the apple tree, you have the rainmaker, right? That rainmaker would be you as a founder. Uh, and and, and that what that rainmaker is doing is, is it's, it's, it's raining down what we call the MVP. Uh, and that MVP uh, stands for your mission, your vision, and your passion. And, nice. and you as a founder, you have to be the person that, that is, is raining that down on your company. And so if, if the rain, it sort of goes into the soil, but you have to work it into the soil, right? So that's where the caretaker comes in. You've got, let's say, your uh, COO or your VP of operations. You have them in there. They're working your mission, your vision, your passion into that soil so that I can reach the roots. And the roots, if you take a look at this scenario, the roots are your system, your SOPs, the, the way you do business documented down in, in a format that is uh, revisable, modular, and able to be, uh, uh, um, you know, it can keep up with the times. And, and, and that, that root system, what you're pouring down into it as, as the rainmaker, it moves up through that root system into the trunk. And if you look at your trunk, as uh, let's say your staff, your virtual staff, then um, you can see how your systems move up through the tree into, into the trunk. And, and, and since you already have your MVP in the root system, it just naturally goes into, uh, uh, into the trunk and, and uh, teaches your, your virtual staff um, their, their mission, the vision, and the passion, because they need to know that to be able to move forward. And, and now your staff, they're going to be doing the work, of course, and your caretaker will be taking care of them and trimming off the different things that they need to. But if you look at the branches as the issues in, in your business, right, things that happen, things that come up, or maybe they're, they're strong things. Maybe you have a line through, through what your staff is doing. They're building a strong branch that's going to hold your fruit, right? But you have to look at that. And, and, Ultimately, your caretaker's goal is to trim out the bad branches, those issues that are going to either give you no fruit or they're going to give you rotten fruit, right? You want, as soon as you can trim those out of, out of your tree uh, uh, branch system, the better, because you only want the strongest branches that are going to hold and produce the brightest fruit. Uh, and, and so the fruit in your business in the end is, is really you get to say what your fruit is. So maybe it's being able to take two weeks of holiday uh, uh, in Puerto Vallarta every year, or yeah. maybe it's being able to buy a farm on the river so you can fish every day. But you know, you have to make that decision as a rainmaker, what you want out of your business and what that fruit should be. And, and, you know, um, I, I can't, I can't really say it enough, right? Because quality management systems, they're really the only way to scale. Um, kind of like I hinted before, there's large brands out there that already have this sort of system in place. And, and what this allows them to do is to jump further and further ahead of your brand. Uh, due simply due to the fact that, that they can use their system as a force multiplier. 
Um, and, and problems can manifest themselves in lots of ways. They, they can include things like the frustrated staff or, or maybe you're missing deadlines or, or, or you have non-compliance of regulations or terms of services. Uh, and, and everyone, I mean, if you're an Amazon seller, then you've run into that, that issue. Um, you know, there's things like missed opportunities. All of this, it can lead to a slowdown in growth. And ultimately, the largest problem is an increased cost to the business. So, you know, you have to think of it as, as every day your competition is using a system uh, uh, in, in every day, right? Like they have that system already. And, and, and basically by having that system, they're growing their market share faster than you are. Yeah, man, that's uh, I think that's such a great way to explain it that hopefully at least a majority of people can kind of understand that tree concept. Now, you know, I've spent some time working on a farm for a little bit, so I fully understand like the concept of, you know, pruning back the issues and allowing, you know, the healthy ones to grow and really producing that fruit that you want. And mm -hmm. I think that's just such a great way uh, to describe it. And it makes it a little, uh, it makes it more fun, right? Like a lot of people don't sure. like to talk about SOPs and stuff. And if you think about it as this life giving providing thing that has all these different roles of people playing uh, in the growth of this, this thing. And, you know, now we're growing this business and all these different people that are involved in it. Uh, it's just such a great, Thing. And I just love how you named it, man. You know, that's it, the ecosystem. I think it's spot on. And uh, it's just so great. Um, when you kind of take a step back and see that you've created this thing, this business that is operating on its own in some way now, and it seems like you've kind of figured out a way to package that and provide it to people. Um and I know you touched on this, like being the, you know, the future of selling on Amazon. And we see all these big businesses now jumping on the bandwagon. Um, and I agree, man, like the game is changing. It's happening right now and it's happening very fast. And if you want to stay on it, like, you know, you're, you're going to need some type of system and some type is better than none as long as it's not a bad one, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, having, yeah. uh, having some type of system is a great way to get started. Um, but you know, what do you say? And I, I am this guy, so this could kind of be the elevator pitch. Like I know I shouldn't be doing a lot of things in my business, but I always have that urge to, I always have to fight against it. So, you know, what would you say to someone who was like, yeah, you know, Reed, I think what you're doing is great but I'm going to create this system on my own. Um, what would you say about that? What's your opinion on that? Well, I guess in, in essence, my opinion is the answer is no. Uh, we typically can push out a, a finalized SOP in about six to seven hours, depending on, on the, uh, how uh, detailed it is. But then comes after that, the, the testing and the refinement side of things. And this takes really, it makes uh, a lot more effort. It takes longer to do. And it's really where the costs are involved in, in your system. So let's say that, that each one takes, we'll say a day for an expert to develop an SOP. You have to ask yourself if you have the time and the expertise to accomplish the task. Also, you need to ask yourself, 
if you have the, the scope to discern if the process you're developing is actually any good, right? Um, in as I, I kind of describe an expert as someone who has access to uh, multiple seller accounts or, or multiple categories. Um, and, and so once again, we look at the brand management agencies and brand aggregators, they have that. They have they can look at different categories. They can see the issues coming out. And, and so what, what this is going to allow them to see is, is a broader picture of, of what success looks like. And, and so if you really, if you have that tunnel vision of success, um, and, and you're not putting your processes and your, your system into it and you want to take the slow road because, I mean, like I said, it, it, we, we have timed out in our business. We time out how much it, how long it takes on average to do a, a process and, and it takes six to seven hours. And like I said, you know, unless you're testing it, this, the process could basically may as well just be on a piece of paper that you can burn, right? If you only have your own account as scope, then, then you're very limited to what you can successfully develop. Um, on that same note, you can for sure develop your own SOPs. Um, there is a benefit uh, uh, to doing it yourself, and, and it's that it really it costs you nothing but time. Right. And if you decide to develop the system on your own, then there's there's two ways to distinguish how to proceed. Right. Um, if you've already developed most or some of your processes, then there's sort of a different approach than than if you you start right from the beginning. Right. And um, so and that's why I was talking about the six fundamentals. Those can really apply to to both. Um, you can. Uh, uh, as long as you're you're taking care of those things, you know it's a list of six things, but it's a deep list once you start diving into it. Uh, but if you're working on it constantly, then you most certainly can develop your own system. But I will tell you, it is going to take a lot of time. It just is, and and if you have that time, go right ahead. Um, if you feel that your your brand is something that that needs specific things. Uh, stated because you're in a specific category that needs uh, uh, specialized uh, um, uh, regulations and stuff like that, then maybe think about writing that process and then incorporating ready-made ones into your business. Because ultimately, the goal of a system is to take your hands off of the work and yeah. be able to scale. Because, you know, Nick, you and I, we're, we're fairly successful sellers and, and we, we surround ourselves with, with uh, what I would like to say is the, the, the best and most accomplished Amazon sellers in the industry. And we both know they are constantly working on their processes. It is something that is a key part of their business. It is something they take time out of their day uh, to do on a daily basis. And, and the, the delegation of those systems is, is, it's time consuming. So you have to, you have to decide, do you value time or do you value the little bit of money that, that um, buying that system is going to cost you? So you have to, you have to weigh those uh, two, I would say. Yeah, man. I think uh, what you guys have to offer is, is huge for the industry, especially with what's happening right now. And, you know, as you talk about this, I'm reminded of like, an SOP to me, or it reminds me of like that research paper in school that I never really wanted to do, but I had to do it to like get mm. to the next level. Right. Yep. And you put it off, you put it off and 
you try to like, I would cram it in the night before and I could usually skate by, but like, I don't want to do that in my business. Right. Like I want to be at the top, man. I want to be high level. I want to be competing with the biggest companies out there. I think that's a great thing that Amazon has to offer is whether we realize it or not, we're leveraging their systems and processes in a huge way uh, that allows you know, someone like a, a new entre, a fresh entrepreneur to really not realize how much goes into running a business. Uh, but when you get to a certain level, it starts to hit you and it can be pretty intimidating. Um, and it can be a huge hurdle to overcome. Um, if someone wanted to learn more about what, you know, what your systems have to offer, where would they go to find out more about that? Well, they can go to ecomprocess.com for the systems. But I also want to say that uh, um, I'm, I uh, have a book called uh, uh, The Ecosystem. Uh, so I, I think Amazon and e-commerce sellers, they deserve a system that's, that's custom fit uh, for the specialized way that, that they do business, right? And at this time, there, there isn't a systems framework that, that really does, does that we're forced to use hybrids of uh, existing frameworks. And ultimately, it doesn't work as well as it should. So, so my book, The Ecosystem, I, I feel is going to change that. So in order to get you started immediately, I have an exclusive offer for those listening to us uh, on this podcast. So if you want to head over to ecomprocess.com forward slash MDS, so that's ecomprocess.com forward slash MDS, and purchase my book, The Ecosystem, and I'm going to uh, include a massive process package. Uh, this this package is worth much more than the book. You know, like you don't make money uh, selling books. Um, but I, I'm not only going to do that, I'm going to let you choose uh, uh, between a few different process packages. So, you know, you can make the choice which one's going to fit your business the best. And so once again, uh, if you want to uh, see what I'm up to, uh, head over to econprocess.com forward slash MBS and uh, uh, grab that special offer while it lasts. Yeah. And if you're on the fence about this, like I can vouch for Reed, like he is the SOP guy. Like he really knows his stuff. And I, you know, there's just such a huge trust factor, not just because you're in MDS as well, but just because I've seen what you have in there. And I know the type of person that you are in the sense that, you know, you really enjoy doing that stuff and you, you take it seriously and you're not gonna provide something that would not provide massive value. And the fact that you've created something unique for Amazon sellers is huge. Cause there's, I mean, I don't know of anything like that on the market right now. Um, that's doing it at the level that you would be doing it. Like you mentioned, there's some other stuff out there, but it's not really that complete system and the SOPs themselves aren't really going to take you probably to where a lot of us want to go. Like you have to have that, that workflow system, that project management system that's going to incorporate all this. And, you know, I think it's probably what you identified as those six fundamentals, I believe you called it. And right. that's really what you're providing to people is like a fully packaged solution that doesn't just provide these things, but helps you implement them. And it's going to keep it up to date and really just allow you to focus on growing your business, 
and getting that fruit that you want, whether it's vacation or for me, it's surf trips and time with my family. You know, like that's what I want. That's what's important to me. And that's what something like this has to offer. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you're on the fence, I really hope you take Reed up on his offer. I'm pretty confident it would it would change your business uh, in a huge way. Uh, so definitely check out his website. And Reed, thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing all this stuff. I think it's such an important part of business and it's something that a lot of people need. Thanks, Nick. Hang loose, brother. Are you a million dollar seller looking to network with like-minded entrepreneurs? Apply for membership now at milliondollarsellers.com. Leave us a review and subscribe now so you don't miss out on next week's episode.